Welcome to Rudderless, the podcast where two friends with zero credentials give completely rudderless advice. I'm Ty, and I'm here with Nathan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm just chilling. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe doing a little, like, self-care? I am actually doing some self-care. Good for you. Are you? Um, yes, I am. Yes, I am. What type of self care are you doing? <laughs> I'm 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 doing a foot bath so that I can put on exfoliating foot booties for an excessive amount of time and watch all my skin peel off my feet. This is baby feet. Yeah. Baby baby feet and I'm trying an off brand of it. So and I'm doing it too. Yeah. And I'm right next to you. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We're not recording from thousands and thousands of miles apart. We're ac- actually sitting on a couch, soaking our feet. <laughs> Together, we're on a self care journey, an explore exploratory journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, I have a bunch of questions for us. I love this question. Okay. From Anonymous. No one uses paper like you, you use paper. I know. I Every single writing workshop I'm in, I print out everyone else's work and like yeah. make notes on it. And then I have to tr- tr- like transpose those notes to a computer and email. I was trying to re- reconcile it. And I was like, she's a writer. Like writers <laughs> use paper. Some don't. Well. Yeah. You're trying to make it okay for me to use excessive paper? No, just trying to understand. Oh, okay. Because I haven't lived with anyone who uses paper. (laughs) And you do. Okay. We lived together before and I used paper then. I know, but that was in, like, 1972. Oh, right. All you could do is, like, call the ice cart to bring bricks of ice to your house and like shove it through your ice chute yeah those were hard times it was a different time it was okay well yes here i am still using paper just like it's 1972 um it's just easier to keep track of for me i love paper Tell me more. Okay, I know that it kills trees, but it's still from trees, which brings you closer to trees, even if they're dead trees. And I love the feel of it. I guess I've loved books since I was little. I started reading when I was three, and books were everything to me. Like, they were my escape hatch from the shithole of my life, so... Um, everything about the pages and the smell and the feel of the print on the page. And, uh, even if, if a book has a decal edge, which makes it harder to flip pages. Wait, what's what's the decal edge? Oh, um, okay. So in the olden times, they would make books, um, that had, uh, folded over pages that a person had to rip open as they went. Hmm. And um, 
and that produced something called a deckle edge, which is like a wavy edge. So it's a fancy feature on a book nowadays to have like this intentionally deckled, like textural wavy edge. It feels really good. Um, anyway, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I I love paper, and for me, it makes it easier to deal with than like going into my phone, which has so many options. I don't even. You know, I'm like, oh did I did I save that in email? Did I save it in some notes? Did I save it in docs? Did I save it in some download? Did I? I get it. Yeah. So this is just like, you rifle through papers and you're like, oh, that's the one I need. So, okay. yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, uh, man, fucking, fuck a phone, <laughs> fuck Google Docs, fuck. Dropbox, um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, like your paper, it's it's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, question number one, asked by anonymous: How to know if the girl you are dating is a gold digger? I am a forty-nine-year-old CEO. I met a thirty-two-year-old divorced woman, mother of one, on a dating app where the woman makes the first move. She has a doctorate and has three master's degrees. So she's well-educated. She is extremely beautiful and also holds the director position at the clinic she works for. So she has a good career. So I'm wondering, can a well-educated young woman with a career be a gold digger too? So she she sounds like a badass to me. Like she's... Completely set up her life for herself. Yeah. And she might want to have something to do with you. Um, You who are 13 years older. 17 years old. You who are 17 years older. I, I kind of feel like you potentially hit the jackpot and stopped doubting yourself. And um, she knows what the fuck she wants. She's... Like you said, they met on you met on an app where she had to message you first. So I don't know. Meet her. Yeah. I um I agree, but I have a couple of different opinions um on this one because uh, I mean to me straight off the bat it's just a offensive question. So anyway, I would say, like, if I were to reword it, how do I know if I offer someone I'm dating anything more than money and security? Because this dude is saying, like, this woman with everything going for her, like, like, just like you said, like, her life is set and she's done it herself. She sounds fucking incredible. So um so you you thinking that this incredible very well educated woman is going to pick you out just because you're a CEO? I don't know. It just makes me think do you, do you think there's no other reason why someone would date you? I would be He does. I think he does. Think that there's other reasons. No, I I think he thinks I've gotten this like 
this wealth and this status Mm -hmm. and it's to attract women in this case Mm -hmm. and um this woman doesn't need me like (laughs) why would she be attracted to me yeah yeah i mean there's two uh angles to take on this which is um she's way too good for him (laughs) probably um and then the other angle is like he has self-doubt anyway yeah so what uh can a well-educated young woman with a career be a gold digger too i mean define gold digger and i'm sure anyone can be one anyone babies the ultimate fucking gold diggers right all they do is need 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 money 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 so yeah i'm just kind of offended by the term um because i see it as like people who are seeking their security and it's they're not i mean they might be looking to take advantage of someone but they might not they might just be like damn i'm sick of being poor my whole life like Mm. the next you know person that comes along like who represents more security than that is like probably a good stable match for me and it's not like these guys uh who are typically the people worried about gold diggers it's they think they're getting nothing or they're not getting enough for their money like what if they marry a gold digger and they they you know label her as a gold digger like oh she's only here for my money like what is he getting out of the relationship yeah i mean i i feel like she from my perspective she she doesn't need you yeah um and your your hesitation is that that she's a gold digger like she's doing fine without you dude yeah she doesn't need you so she contacted you on the app she wants to hang out or maybe have a date and see who you are and you are way overcomplicating it (laughs) yeah that's true all right well solved kind of solved i feel kind of squishy about that one but yeah solved enough i mean my my actual advice for this guy is like build up qualities that you that you have that are positive that anyone would like like yeah, that someone yeah. would like you know like find more than just your money to be like oh my god yeah. if someone's interested in me it must be my money because it can't be me so like make a list of attributes think hard ask your friends like you know, what is good about me? What do you enjoy about me? What brings you uh, delight when you see, you know, things like that. Right, list. right. Yeah. Are you physically fit in a way where you feel sexy? Yeah. Do you have an amazing sense of humor that you've been too scared to share with anyone because you're a CEO? Okay. This is funny. I, I love questions from young people about love and life because it just um I don't remember having those questions or asking those questions and I probably should have been but um okay uh 
So, this question is from a 20-year-old male. Lately, I've been quite lonely. To help remedy this, I've downloaded many dating apps, including Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. I've been swiping for quite a bit when I told my friend to download Tinder as well to help get over his girlfriend. I have not had much luck in matching with someone. However, he was able to get quite a few matches quite easily. One of those being a girl who checked practically every box in what I wanted from a relationship. This hurt a bit, but it got even worse when my friend started asking me advice on how to text this girl back and what to say. I, of course, helped him because I didn't want to be mean, but it just made my feelings increase for this girl who I've only talked to pretending to be my friend. I have her Instagram and could possibly try to pursue something through that, but I feel like it would be wrong since my friend has pursued her first. I am at a bit of an impasse. Do you think this person's British? There's a lot of quiets and then, like, a bit of an impasse? Maybe, um, it could definitely be British because I'm trying to parse what the fuck they're trying to say. <laughs> like, can you just say what, what it is that you want to say? Um, they're not so, very direct. Yeah, yeah, so what? what's the deal? Like, he, can you explain it to me in, like, American English? Yeah, okay, so this... By the way... Go America. Fuck Britain. <laughs> um, y'all don't know how to confront your feelings or say anything directly. <laughs> I love you, but get your shit together. Yeah. And not in the way that you usually get your shit together. Not Please, in the way God, of no. like shoving it all under a giant oriental rug. No. Yeah. Okay, so this 20-year-old guy is lonely and so he goes on a bunch of dating apps like swiping through everyone but like barely ever getting a match and his friend just went through a breakup and he told his friend to get on one of the apps to help him feel better after the breakup so his friend gets on and his friend gets more matches than him the horror so he's he's cocked like he's cocked on this. Mm-hmm. And then and then um and then his friend matches with this girl who in her dating profile checks off all the boxes of uh what the dude actually wants from a relationship, our questioning dude. And so he's like hurt that his friend matched with her and not him. And he's hurt that, like, his friend is pursuing her, even though she has all the qualities he wants. And he's wondering, his actual question is, should I still keep pursuing her on other platforms where I know she is? Like, should I start messaging her on Instagram? Mm -hmm. Basically, like, start trying to date her because I know she has all these characteristics I want. I have an opinion. Yeah. What's yours? Oh, what's mine? Um, dude, you sound like you practically got sucked into like a QAnon rabbit hole here. Um, <laughs> you need to get out into the world more. That's my prescription for you. 
Get the fuck off your phone. Yes. And off your computer. Go out into the world and look around and notice things. Yep. Um, You need to reconnect with yourself and your ability to provide yourself with love and validation. That'll definitely uh, make you feel less lonely. And then... um, volunteer somewhere that'll make you feel less lonely um talk to people and look them in the eye yes when you do so when you like go get your coffee or uh pick up your biscuits or whatever you're doing like have a real mini conversation (laughs) when you pick up your crumpets and tea yeah oh right your crumpets and tea um okay so get off the fucking dating apps Look, you may think that this girl in her profile is your dream girl, but one, you're only fucking 20. There's no one dream girl for you. Two... I would argue there's no one dream girl ever. Yeah. Like, there are many dream girl, dream... Mm, Yeah. Dream boy, dream person. Yeah. Yeah, like... Um, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But two, like... You've taken this profile, which is probably like 60 words, 100 words, maybe. And you've constructed an entire fantasy being in your mind about who this is. Like, if you took those characteristics that she supposedly has that you supposedly want, and then insert a list of all the characteristics that would be terrible for you. Like, maybe she... Um, I don't know. Maybe you want a girl who's polite and she's really polite. Um, maybe you don't want a girl who farts all the time, constantly, every day, in every social situation. No, and, please. And she and she does. So she's very polite, but constantly farting. So shaking hands, interacting with waiters. It's just all going on. I mean, that could be the reality because people are full people they're not like a list of fucking like gem characteristics with like a pristine backstory or pristine you know people are people there's she's not perfect and there's plenty more where she came from yeah i I like that you brought up the waiter test because to me that's a fundamental test of someone's decency. Oh, yeah. Like, if you are a dick to service industry people, that's a hard no. Yeah. But if you are not a dick to them, it's still not a definite yes. Right, yeah. yeah. No, it's not like, all clear, they're polite to... Right. The, ...the waiter at the pizza shop or whatever. But to me, like, the bigger problem is the internet and apps and this is an actual person you're talking about you would sometime like to hold and kiss and be around and you're geeking out about apps and websites and Mm -hmm. i think you should find her in her life if if she's in your life not like don't stalk her but (laughs) if she's in your circle find her and say, hey, would you want to hang out sometime? Like, grab a coffee or a drink or whatever it is. Crumpet. Yeah. 
all of this shit is is like I'm on this app and my friend is on this app and the website and <laughs> and she, and her profile says she's a fucking person. Yeah. Like approach her as a person. You're a person too. Um if you're not a total creep, I don't I don't see why you wouldn't just like approach her as a person. Yeah. Well said. Uh, yeah, I I think the rest of this question is just irrelevant because the asker was, you know, too deep on his own path to uh, see all these other options that mm. actually exist in real life and not. <laughs> He's just worried, Stella. <laughs> yep. Okay, you have your yep. socks ready. Look at these. <laughs> So no, I don't like it. They're very utilitarian looking. So if you're if you're just joining us, yes, we are about to do baby feet, and Ty is cutting some sort of plastic. Yep. We we've been soaking our feet for this whole time, and now she's. Butchering uh, some sort of plastic. Oh, it's like a booty. Oh, it's like a booty. Okay. So you, I've never done this before, but you have. I've done it a lot. Not as much as I would like. They're kind of expensive. Like normally they sell for $25 each, but you can find them on sale for 17. So, um, yeah, once I do it, it's, it's very tempting to just keep doing it. (laughs) So it's kind of an addictive process, I would say, because it's so fulfilling. Why? Um, Uh, because it's, it's like, it's a gross process, but it makes you feel less gross in the end hmm. because uh all this stuff I've, comes yeah off your i feet. feel gross like as a person yeah so this will help you feel less gross and i guess that is just very fulfilling and it's fun it's like a fun science experiment like how much dead skin was on my foot you know okay yeah there's one down. Mm-hmm. Also, I've never done this with anyone before, so it's very special. Who else are we mad at? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, I'm still mad at my dad, even though he's dead. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? Um, well, he shot himself to avoid going to prison for just one, one of his many, many, many crimes. And it's just like, he spent my entire childhood talking about how suicide is, like, disgraceful and cowardly and blah, blah, blah. Like, why was that even a topic for us? I have no idea. But anyway, um, and he, when I was in the hospital when I was 15 for cutting, I went in through the ER and had to be admitted because I just lost so much blood. He kept 
calling. He lived in a different state by then. And so he kept calling the ward that I was on and demanding to speak with me. And I didn't want to. And it was in the rules that- When you were 15. Yeah, I was 15. It was in the rules that like, you didn't have to talk to anyone that you didn't want to or accept. You didn't have to accept calls, something like that. But he called them so much and like harassed them so badly that they, the fucking clinical staff at the psychiatric inpatient ward made me talk to him. They were like, you have to talk to him. He won't stop calling. Like we, you, you just have to talk to him. And so I was like, hello. And do your feet. Okay. And, um, he was like, hi, where are you? Um, where are you? Mm-hmm. Like he's calling you where you're at. Yeah. So it's just the cruelty of wanting me to humiliate and debase myself by telling him that I was somewhere that he, that he thought was extremely tame. <clears throat> what? No, I'm in a rage. Oh, okay. Well, be careful walking. No, I'm not walking. Okay. Anyway, so he said, where are you? And I, I said, where am I? You called me. <laughs> Just like you said. <laughs> and um, he was like, no, where are you? And then finally I was like in the hospital and he's like, oh yeah, why? And I was like, for cutting myself too badly and I think he just said goodbye what yeah and then he stopped talking to me for that was around Halloween and um I went to my grandparents parents for Christmas that year still and so that was the first time I saw him that was the first and last time I saw him actually he was there And he didn't talk to me, but he gave me a gift of a deer skinning knife. So, like, my my daughter was hospitalized for cutting, and I'm going to give her a knife. Yeah, he's saying, you want to do it? Go for it. Okay, um, let's describe what you're about to do. Okay, where are the scissors? So I'm about to open an off-brand of Baby Foot, and this one is by Basha, which is a fancier brand, like as far as pricing, Um, and they call it Baby Soft Foot Peel. And the cover, I have to say, is much less appealing. Um, It has this cartoon white woman with like brown hair swept up into this okay i'll take a picture of it okay and maybe we can post it on our on our thing okay so um i'm in a rage because why the audacity and the lack of care to give you a knife when you're hospitalized for cutting so i was listening to this other podcast and they're like yeah, we're, we're really bad at self-promoting and we don't tell people about stuff. And 
Um, so I'm known, if I'm known for anything, as the musician Rivulets. And there's one of the most known songs by Rivulets is Cutter. And it's about cutting. And it's... I'm trying to circle back, like, to a way that it makes sense. But, yeah, I was a cutter, too. Mm-hmm. And for to be... I was I was never hospitalized. Nobody ever gave a shit that I was a, cu- a cutter. But for some someone to recognize you're a cutter and give you a knife, it was like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just it was just cruel, cruelty. Like both mocking me and daring me, you know. I'm so sorry. So anyway, after all that, for him to end up shooting himself and killing himself to avoid going to prison. Like, uh, I guess he has no integrity. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of on board. (laughs) Okay, so now I'm plunging the first foot into my fake baby foot peel. I don't think it came with any paint, which is... Oh, yes, it does. Okay. Can I help you? No, I'm good. Thanks. Look at that. Okay. Yeah. This one, I find this uglier than the baby foot one. It's got green. Um, So it has uh, neon, like, little foot prints. Like, like parents who think their (gasps) kids' feet are cute. Mm -hmm. Like, it has those all over it. Yeah. It's gross. And um, and they're green, which I'm guessing is supposed to stand for, like, renewal, but it just makes me think of, you know, all kinds of things like gangrene uh, and mold. <laughs> Be careful walking. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're wearing potato chip bags on your feet. Oh god. <laughs> like full I've of never been less sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um well, get ready because you'll be less sexy when your feet are molting like a lizard. I actually don't feel that way because I just love the skin peeling so much. What are you looking at? Oh, I was looking to see if you had any questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to do another one? Mm, maybe. Let's see what we have. that one. Mm, I had an idea. Mm-hmm. So what in, in your mind is this podcast about? Um, it's about two people with opinions that are not backed up by any degrees or adulation or fame or whatever, whatever people use to believe and listen to other people as public figures. This isn't that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I remembered something that was on the notebook. 
that I was using to keep track of things to talk about. Okay, what? Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so we, we visited a bit my time in the hospital when I was 15. So I got an incredible therapist when I was 16 and out of the hospital. And she was just the perfect therapist for me at the time. She actually listened to me. She didn't label or diagnose me. She had theories about what was going on with me, but did not share them with me until I was ready to talk about it. Um, She was very gentle. She had a cute lisp. And... What you have. You have a cute lisp. Yeah, I think... I feel like she had more of one, or maybe I didn't have one at the time. I don't know. So anyway, and and she was... She sometimes said things that therapists aren't supposed to say. Like about my father, she said, I want to murder him. Oh my god. (laughs) And that was so supportive. Everyone else was like, you know, the problems are all you, me. Mm. Um, So to have validation that my family was like, as fucked up as it felt was crucial to me at the time. And her last name was Holstein. Like a cow. Like a cow. And she had a gateway computer, which do you remember those used to come in cow print Mm -hmm. packaging? So I remember because I'm 82 years old. Yeah. Same. Well, 78. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a really inappropriate age age difference. (laughs) I'm eighty two. You're seventy eight. Yeah, it's it's difficult, but I'm willing to take all the public shame and humiliation that comes with it. So, um. Anyway, so yeah, this therapist I had, she was an awesome trauma therapist. She, you know, I went from. A therapist in the hospital who told me we don't know what's wrong with people like you like people like you yeah end of conversation we don't know what's wrong with people like you um so i went from that to this woman who recommended a book that was life-changing called Trauma and Recovery by Judith Herman and I read that and finally felt like I could begin to understand myself and not feel you know crazy or deranged or wrong. Trauma and Recovery so we'll, we'll put that in the um, the link to the bookshop which is in the, the link in our bio. Yeah. Yeah. Trauma and Recovery? Trauma and Recovery. Trauma and Recovery. Yeah, by Judith Herman. It is the first book I'm aware of that talks about complex PTSD. It was definitely the first one I read. And it is geared more toward therapists, but that's kind of in the second half of the book, is how to do therapy um, with complex PTSD. Um, but anyway, yeah, I was just, I have a copy and then I have a lending copy because I love it so much 
and my copy is heavily annotated by me. Anyway, so this incredible, incredible trauma therapist I had, and then, you know, I left home at 18 and stopped seeing her. And um, through the years, at times when I'm doing well, I am, I mean, no matter how I'm doing, I'm really grateful for her. Um, yeah, no, no one had listened. I had no one before I had her. <laughs> I thought I had my brother, but I did not. So anyway. Um, Which brother? Oh, my brother who raped me. He was like the only. He was your only brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was the only person I trusted in our family. And he was the only person I thought understood what <laughs> we, <laughs> we cannot go on with this oh there. anyway so yeah so when I was a kid I thought I had my brother but because we came as a package basically shuttled between our parents two houses and having what I thought were the same experiences at those houses now I realize it's different, um, that, that we, you know, he learned his role of how to be a, an abuser from my dad, and I learned the role of how to be a victim. So anyway, I thought I had him, and then he raped me, and then I didn't have him or anyone anymore, and, like, no one would believe me, or um, my mom was just like, oh, honey, these things happen, and... It's just something you have to deal with. <laughs> and I dealt with it by sleeping with a knife, like a giant knife under my pillow, because I was really into knives when I was little. I was 12. And um, I had this large knife called a Tonto knife um, that was all black, which I thought was really cool. So anyway, I slept with that under my pillow um, for, I don't know, for years until he left the house. Um, my point is, like, Nassel, who's the therapist, was the first person I could talk to, I could tell anything to, and I could trust. And she was very trustworthy. And she, I mean, by the sheer number of absolutely terrible therapists I've had over the years, I know that she um she was exceptional at her job and so anyway the point is I'm grateful for her now and then I try finding her so I can just say thank you and um I had never been able to do it until a couple months ago when I finally located her online and she has <laughs> my fucked up thinking I felt really guilty when I found her online because I was like wow I must have really burned her out because now she works as a magician's assistant <laughs> and there are photos of her in leotards sequin leotards and stuff like that like posing in a 
bubble or whatever online and I'm like oh my god like you must have really needed a change of scenery after dealing with like teenage trauma victims um so now I'm like, if I contact her, will she be like... Oh, she'd I'm, love to hear from you. Really, I feel like she'd be like, I was trying to leave all this behind. What's our next step in our foot stuff? Okay, um, well, we need to leave these on for like an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> all right, listen. This is a lot of commitment. That's it for this week, and thank you for listening. We want to hear your questions and also your opinions. You can get in touch with us on Instagram at rudderlesspod, email us at rudderlesspod at gmail, or leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash rudderless. And if you like this, please, please rate and review in the iTunes um, or Apple Podcasts. That just helps us get noticed. If you want our book recommendations throughout all our episodes, you can find those on our Instagram bio under the link bookshop.